0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Rudo, Jesse, AJ, coming to you live after day one of training camp. Megan might join us in a little bit. Uh, you know, for day one of training camp, I would say it was pretty interesting. There was a lot of things going on, but the the largest news of the day seems to be all of the injury news from the <laughs> Avalanche uh, quite a bit of it ranging from things we didn't even know about when it was like Darren Helm having surgery in the off season <laughs> to more expected things like Val Nichushkin still not skating, but is going to start soon. There were a handful of others as well that I know, Jesse, you got in all the uh, locker room stuff.
1: Yep. Yeah. So uh, no Val Nichushkin, we did get that a little bit of an update yesterday uh, that he is back on the ice. He's skating. Yeah. Um, the hope, the hope is that Val Nichushkin, uh will be good to go for opening night uh, on whatever that is, October 12th, I think, uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, yep. They're hopeful that, that Val will be good to go. Uh, Jared Bednar did tell us after uh, both sessions had ended today that Darren Helm is on a similar path and timeline, that uh, they're not super confident he'll be ready to go by by opening night, but that they do feel like he's at least got a chance to be um ready josh manson uh his wife is having a baby uh so bednar said that we could see him as early as tomorrow depending on what happens uh at the hospital and stuff like that uh but that it could still be another day or so uh and then gabe landiscock honestly this was the one that i guess it isn't overly surprising um but i guess i didn't realize the extent of it uh necessarily was uh, Gabe Landeskog is not even cleared to be back on the ice right now. Uh, he is taking his time, getting back ready. Uh, Jared Bednar said there is no timetable for when he will be back on the ice, when he will be ready. Um, and that, that is the one that that's the only one that they know for sure. They are confident will bleed into the regular season. Gabe Landeskog will not be, um, a go for opening night, which this thought just popped in my head as just a teeny tiny little sidebar. Uh, It's normally the captain that like technically returns the the Stanley Cup uh, on the night that they raise the banner, uh, like officially giving it up uh, to like start the pursuit for it again. So it'll be it'll probably be someone like EJ or Nate or something like that, because no, not be
0: landy do it in feet in normal shoes. They're just not going to return it, bro. It'll be like the (laughs) Kelly Cup.
1: We're going to we're going to be getting it again this year. So we're fine.
2: Yeah. It'll be like the Kelly Cup when the Eagles were like, "No, that's ours now."
1: <laughs> when the Eagles played the like, they were the other half of the All Star game there for a while.
0: What, which trophy got more damage, that Kelly oh. Cup or the Stanley Cup under the abs? <laughs> Dude. <Good. laughs> <laughs> so are we? Have we
2: started taking bets on uh, the baby name? Uh, should
1: we or have we?
2: Gabriel, Kale, or Charles?
3: <laughs> oh
1: my God. I was like <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take uh, actually I'm gonna take Sam. I'll bet you he goes with Sam.
0: I hope he names him Guy. <laughs> Guy,
1: I, hope Guy every,
2: I hope I hope every family names all their boys Guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guy Manson. That's fucking hilarious.
0: What did I come into?
2: Trying Gosh, to figure out got what got the mansons are naming their new baby.
3: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Also, hello, Allie. Also, yeah, yes.
1: Gonna... Hello, Allie. <laughs> Hi, Pod Mom. Wow, you and Josh Manson's baby are gonna have the same birthday. Crazy. No way. Oh, wow. Wow, oh, Burgundy have... Squad here, eh? I have so
3: many questions because uh, I see Yaya is El Yasolina on here. Mm-hmm. You were talking about baby names. I'm like, is someone did I just find out about someone in our company having a baby? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, what I... is?
1: Used. what does El Yasolina have to do with that look at that what, no, but what does that have to do with people having babies
3: I, I just have a lot of questions i'm confused about what's happening
1: <laughs> there's a lot you didn't know what was going on <laughs> it's
0: it's day one of training camp of course well that's really big yeah. Yeah. why does that look say, so weird yeah,
1: really it's also weird. i like that better though like i like the way it looks better
2: totally it's just very large
1: So that's the injuries. That's uh, like I said, Gabe was the one that I, um, again, I guess it's not totally surprising. Um, I just, I didn't know that he was still dealing with it to that severity uh, to the point where he is not even skating. So it's not like he just took today off, going to go light. He's not on the ice. Sounds like it won't be for a while. So
0: let me ask you this, knowing Landy won't be ready for opening night, knowing there's a possibility these other guys might not be ready. Does Galchenyuk start to make a little more sense than it did a couple days ago?
1: think a lot more sense for me. Um, I will say uh, in theory. I'll, I'll say
2: no because you're signing a guy for an entire year and we don't we aren't like Helm and Nachushkin like may be ready for opening night, but like by game six of the season, this isn't an issue, right? Like in theory here. Assuming assuming Ideally. their recovery timelines continue. <laughs> yeah. Like especially because the abs have a really slow start to their schedule, as everybody does every year. They they play two games and then they sit around for a week or whatever. So it's like I the Landiscog no timeline makes me think that this could be like December. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where I'm like. Okay. Right. Okay. I see it. I think I see it. So that's that's the one. Uh, Natchushkin and Helm doesn't really point to Galchenyuk so much for me, but Gog being out with no timeline where he's not skating, and we just have no idea. That okay. I get that one. That definitely because like I said, if Galchenyuk is in your top six somewhere. You, can, you feel like, hey, this is a thing that we can make work. If he's not and he's in your bottom six and he's toiling around trying to figure that part of it all out and he's asking to grind and forecheck and work hard and blah, 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 and scoring isn't his primary function, you're really going to struggle to get a lot more out of him. But in a top six role, hell yeah. Makes a lot more sense. Uh, it's,
1: it's funny. We asked... Uh, I think it was Ryan Bolding asked Jared Bednar, "What do you think uh, a guy like Alec Kalchenik can bring to this team?" Um, and if it wasn't Ryan, I'm sorry for whoever asked it. I, you know, they asked, what, "What do you think he can bring?" And what did you think of his day? Per Peter, um, was it Peter? No, I'm oh, just kidding oh, you. Um, so I, I don't remember who it was It asked. Doesn't matter. Um, and, and I thought Bednar gave a really interesting answer because he, he said kind of like, and I want to pause on Galchenyuk for a minute and talk about him. Cause I thought he had a good day. Um, and Bednar said the same. He was, you know, I, I liked him today. I thought he had a good day. I thought he did some good things. He also pointed out, this is a guy who got into Colorado 48 hours ago. So he's trying to get adjusted to oh, where am I at? What are the facilities? Uh, the altitude, uh, all, all that stuff. So Um, especially once you factor in all that, I, I, I liked Galchenyuk today. Um, but to me, I thought the part that was interesting of Jerry Bednar's answer was he said all that. And then he goes, but to answer to answer, the first part, I don't know what he can bring to our team. And he said, we're going to get into some exhibition games. I'm going to play him with some good players. I'm going to give him an opportunity to kind of show out, showcase what he does well. And we'll go from there. Paraphrasing a bit there. Obviously I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but you know, I, I thought he when he said we're gonna play with some skilled players and give them the opportunity, that's what we were saying yesterday. Like that's what it's... you're gonna have to do. If you're gonna get any kind of level of effectiveness, you're gonna have to put it with some skill.
2: All I'm gonna say, and I don't wanna I don't wanna like beat this dead horse on yet another podcast. All I'm gonna say is I love that approach. Why are they not doing it with their own guys in-house? Yeah. 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 Why is that not happening to a Mikhail Maltsev or a, or a Martin Count? Like, why are they Why are they literally bringing a guy in off the street and being like, well, give him all kinds of opportunity to see what he can do. And their own guys internally seem to have a different bar. Um, But I will say, disregarding that aspect of it, it's the perfect approach for Galchenyuk. And to be honest with you, no caveats needed, Jesse. Alex Galchenyuk was one of the five best skaters in both sessions today. No caveats needed. No... Oh, new organization, adjusting to this, adjusting to that. He played his ass off today. I'm all about – I love full marks to Alex Galchenyuk today.
0: Since
1: we're rolling
0: into this conversation anyway, obviously Ed Miko and Mac on the top line, which is its own thing. You can get into that if you want. But a line of Galchenyuk, Evan Rodriguez, Alex Newhook. And with knowing Landis God is going to miss the start of the season – Maybe Val not ready for the start of the season. The way that line looked today, just run it.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: Yes. Run top,
3: like run top line Lecky or run that second line entirely as is.
2: That whole second line. As I is, like as the whole the second. second line. I got, yeah. I New Hook, and Rodriguez. Just do that that trio. Holla. It,
1: it it's it's a really fun like again. Uh, <laughs> assuming everything kind of goes at least in the ballpark of where you want it to with those three players it's a really fun mix um you, you know you've got someone like Galchenyuk who's got a little bit of finish uh you know for for Newhook to play with um theoretically um <laughs> uh you know Newhook you're getting him with a little bit more skill you're getting him with some guys who can play up tempo uh, and then Evan Rodriguez will bring a little bit of that um stability I was talking with a couple of folks today, AJ and I may have even mentioned on the, one of the videos that we put out that your honest to God, ideal for Evan Rodriguez is that he ends up settling into your third line somewhere by the end of the year. Like, cause that means that other things went well. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's, he, he's able to, you know, play down your lineup, be a little bit more of a shutdown guy. Um, and so I think that's a fun little mix that at bare minimum, uh, I think that line should get a couple, uh, couple preseason games, couple exhibition games uh, to see what they can do at, at, at game speed. Because uh, I really like that combination. Um, we'll get into Evan Rodriguez a little bit more later, but he seems like a great fit. The way he plays uh, to play with one of those two players, you know, Galchenyuk or Newhook, um, seems like a great complementary yeah. piece. All of the
2: upside of Evan Rodriguez that we talked about all summer long, and all the things that we liked about him as an intriguing possibility for the Avalanche, were on display today. Yeah, all of them. (laughs) You're not, and it's training camp, so you're not counting the number of times that a guy puts a puck right into the into a goalie's chest, and everybody just moves on, right? Like you're you're just not focused on that part of it in camp. Uh, But his his speed.
0: His playmaking, mm-hmm. girl, His please, vision, dude, and that's—I I thought it was interesting because yesterday at media day, when you guys talked to Bednar, he said, "Look, the two C battle is mostly between Rodriguez and Newhook, and then you know there's Miko there too." But that, they it seemed... sure felt like that was a—I don't want to, yeah. But it's there if we need it. But mm. you have a day like today. And you see those two play off of each other so well. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, well, maybe I mean, instead of this. competing, they should be together.
2: <laughs> well, and yeah. the, idea, the, the the question then just becomes, who's the guy in the middle? Right. Uh, because I had a nice chat with Alex Newhook after practice, and two things here. One, Megan with the eye. We were like 10 minutes into the session, and she leans over and she goes, Alex Newhook looks really big. Hmm. And not big, in whoa. like not in a mean way, right? Like in, <laughs> in in a
3: I want to clarify not in a mean way. Just
2: Like and we were joking make- like is is Alex Newhook thick boy now? And then I go into the locker room and I'm talking to him. Alex Newhook, like, I understand this is the most training camp cliche of all time. Alex Newhook is fucking jacked. <laughs> He's that true. dude. He really is. He, he's big. He stood up while we were to while we were talking, and he was not wearing a shirt, and his arms were just crossed. And I was like, "It's a good thing the little mini Hulk here wasn't wearing a shirt, otherwise he would have popped out of that thing."
1: All right, because, whoa, do you guys remember yesterday on the show? I said that I was standing next to Alex Newhook at the Golf Classic, Golf Charity Classic thing, and I was serious. I was like this kid looks big. Like he looks dude. bigger than he did last year. But I, I, I was talking myself out of it. Cause I was like, I just saw him two months ago. Like you said, like it's, it's such a preseason training camp thing to, to think like, Oh wow. He really bulked up. The shape so, of his life. Right. Cause I'm glad <laughs> to hear you say that. Cause dude, I, I was standing next to him and I was dude. like, this is not little 20 year old Alex Newhook. Like Swap me tomorrow.
2: Uh, right. If you're going to be there for the media, it- Tomorrow or Saturday, whichever one you're actually going to be around yeah. for, swap, and I'll go I'll go talk to, like, Byram or something.
1: Yeah. Chat
2: him up and tell me that you would be uncomfortable hiring him as a body man. Because <laughs> he's seriously – I was like, oh, my God. Whoa. See? And keep in mind, like, part of this is the fact that I have not been around Alex Newhook in person since his draft day.
1: Now, I was about to interject there. Because a comment just came in saying, did we not get a good look? I, I spent a lot of time around the team. I had got plenty of up-close looks at Alec Newhook throughout the playoffs, especially, like being on the road and stuff. He he looks like he's filled out in the last couple months.
2: When you keep in mind, he's 21 years old. He's yeah. right at that age where those guys start to grow into themselves. <laughs> yep. In Very a much natural the same way. thing
0: that happened to McKinnon. <laughs> Yeah, well, and McKinnon, age. you
2: remember year he, 2, he took Nathan it way McKinnon. too far.
0: Yeah, he got He like had ultra like jacked. he had like
2: bulky yeah. muscles like in his shoulder where you <laughs> yeah. were like And then all of it disappeared as the season went on and he, yeah. Anyway, uh New Hook, so like other than like the size, right? Cuz that's not a thing that the show has ever been all that obsessed with, but was it was absolutely notable when I was talking to him. And I did ask him. Was was the weight training a focus of your offseason? He said, Yeah, building up the muscle mass was definitely something that he was focused on. And then it was probably subconscious, but he did a little mini flex, and I was like, dude, <laughs> if I looked like you, I would not I wouldn't even own shirts anymore. <laughs> like, good God, man. It was it was it was notable, but then like all of that is to to, to just build off the fact that on ice and especially next to Evan Rodriguez, those two—they're the new vibe tribe. Like they were <laughs> all about it. They looked great together, and like we're giving Galchenyuk props here. Galchenyuk looked good to me. Clearly, the third banana there—that yeah. get that Galchenyuk—he got he got a couple of he got a couple of free pucks in the nets because the guys around him were making some great plays, uh, and. and uh, but he, he looked great, but really it was Rodriguez, it was New Hook. Those two guys uh, looked great. I asked Newhook, uh, I'm going to have a feature on him that you guys can read uh, later today after the pod. But I did ask him, I said, do you have a preference, center or wing? And he said, oh, center, I want to be in the middle of the ice. He wants to be in the middle of all of it. And he specifically said he wants to take on the defensive run- responsibility.
1: Well, I was just, just going to add, because you mentioned that uh, uh, about – um, Galchenyuk that, you know, he had a couple kind of like easy putbacks or, you know, dunked him home. A- and again, like for me, I'm just, just looking at, uh, you know, who Alex Galchenyuk is and he's here on the PTO you're sitting there and you're saying, you know, at least me with Rodriguez, a new hook. Yeah. Having this chemistry agent that you you're talking about. Cool. Can you strap Alex Galchenyuk there and just say, don't miss, like do the one thing that you've been <laughs> Good at like just put pucks home, yeah. We like we, you know, totally we we joke about it, but how many times have we talked about players in the past who it's like, oh my god, this guy just can't finish? How many goals is Logan O'Connor? I mean, you know, Matt Calvert is the one
3: that
2: Matt
1: Nieto, where it's just like, if this guy guy's name Matt, uh, like cool, Alex Galchenyuk, just go be the opposite of that. We're not asking for anything else, just go finish and um. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I thought that line was easily... I mean, Nathan McKinnon was kind of on another level. I'm sure we'll get into him. Good. Um, but for a line, for my money, that that Newhook, Galchenyuk, uh, Rodriguez line was the best group of three that I saw today.
2: I think there were three line, line combos, full lines, that really stood out uh, and... That, that, was was I, that was definitely that was definitely the one that jumped off the ice.
0: Love it, Cujo. Go get D line right now. We need a new Hulk shirt. <laughs>
3: <laughs> new Hulk. Oh, I, I like that.
2: I will say though that I, I do also want to say, hey, like the the uh, I, I I'm apparently the designated Debbie Downer in Avs land these days. So I will I will pump the brakes and say this was an environment where Alex Galchanyuk was set up to look awesome. He is set up to thrive uh, the the, the drills and all the things that they were doing. uh, All the things that he struggles with in an NHL game. Back checking, defensive responsibility, forechecking, physicality. None of that was asked of him today. All that was asked of him was go skate around, look pretty good, and be on the receiving end of some very, very nice puck movement so he can bang home some pucks into empty nets. And again, I will reiterate, that I felt he was a top five guy today for the avalanche. I thought he looked very good, but
0: that doesn't mean anything. If preseason game one, he's a ghost.
2: Exactly. But like, I do want the proper context out there, that this was a situation where he was set up to succeed and he succeeded. And yeah. that's all he can do one day at a time. Be good in the situations that he's been put in. So he can only, he, he can't be good in a preseason game on first day of training camp. Yeah. Yeah. He was good in the situation he was in, but we'll just, I just want to say, uh, keep in mind, there's a long way to go. There's a lot of preseason left uh, the whole preseason. <laughs> uh, we have, we have time here. He still has everything to prove, but boy, you had to feel good about that start for him.
1: Well, and, and AJ, I like the way you put it. Cause you and I did a, just a quick little, you know, three minute hit uh, in between the sessions. And I like the way you put it when you're talking about a guy like him, cause we mentioned that. Look, these are <laughs> we had very similar conversations about male Yakupov those first couple of days of camp. They are designed for those guys. But especially for a guy like Galchenyuk, when you're here on a PTO, really all you're doing is you're trying to just survive from one day to the next. And based on what Galchenyuk did today, uh, he absolutely earned uh, another day. And, and he, he, I thought he was he showed out well enough that you're saying, cool, we're going to, at bare minimum, give this guy an exhibition game. So, like we'll have him here all weekend. We'll get totally. him in some games. Not that he, you know, not that PTOs are typically cut before uh, exhibition, but it's the same thing as, and again, I mean, once
2: that I can remember, um, in, for, from an abs PTO, it,
0: it and was like, that was like they're not healthy, basically, right? Um, right? Yeah. Megan, you joined us late. Any thoughts on that line or all of the injury news?
3: Um, no, it's, I don't know what was covered. No thoughts. I've... Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: maybe and, I mean, say... any favorites? Anybody that you really liked? Uh, you know, any of that?
1: Well, yeah, I want but... to circle back really fast, just because you were in the room there with me, and you and I were just both remarking on on the interview as we were leaving. I just kind of wanted your perspective on Martin Kaut, Um, because I was I was telling these two um, interesting interesting way to end the day for him.
3: It was really strange. Um, I didn't know if we would group him in with group two because his showing before the skate test happened was just very quiet. He didn't have much impact on his line in the drills. Neither did Foodie though. So it was just kind of a line that was being dragged by Jacob, J- Jacob, Jason, Megna. Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> Jason. he has a brother and I went to school. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> all right. Megna. being dragged by Meghna. Um And so I thought he was pretty... Invisible in the drills, um, and that gave me concern. And then the skate test happened, and he leaves the early. And as soon as he walked in the room, I could tell that there was something off. Um, and it just, I've never, I liked that he was so honest, but I mm. think it's a really difficult headspace for someone so young to be in if that is really their aim. It feels like it will be a hard goal to accomplish if they already feel defeated. And it's day one to have that attitude is really concerning to me. And I just, I don't know what to make of it, but it doesn't bode well for him. And I'd hate for it to impact the rest of his camp too, to start off on this wrong foot.
1: I I have the video uh from both the martin cowd interview and the sampo ranta interview and obviously we're going through a bunch of the stuff that we got today yeah we have some writing to do and stuff so i, I will get both of those up um out of the dnvr avalanche account so when you know if you're listening to this when you see those go up just make sure to watch them because i just thought it was so interesting um again not even the words they said but just the the the, the way it came out just kind of the way they carried themselves you're 100 spot on megan The minute Martin Kout started talking to us, everyone who was standing there just like everyone's ears perked up a bit because you could tell it was just there was just something a little bit off. And then you talk to Sampo, who was ultra positive. I put in all this work. I knew what I needed to work on. I I spent a lot of time. You know, he told us who he watched film on. Um, You know, I want to make this team. I I know I may not make this team, but like it's going to be my goal all year long. And then, yeah, just a couple minutes later, you hear Martin Cowell be like, "Well, maybe my last chance, and I'm going to do everything I can." And but he had just gotten off the ice early. Um, you know, I'm going to do everything I can, and shit happened. It was just—it was just this really weird comparison between two kids from the same draft class.
2: One one guy's done this five times and gotten beaten down by the process, and the other guy's still like, "Hey, I've got a shot." Right. Actually,
1: did address
3: that too. He it was a passive quick comment about how with this organization, the young guys and prospects don't really get historically that chance. That wasn't his exact wording, but he kind of gave a nod to how he just doesn't see the opportunity happening for him.
1: Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And then, and then, yeah, to get the confirmation from Jared Bednar of like, we need to see something. I, I think his exact words were, we've been waiting to see him take that next step for us, and it hasn't happened. Yeah. Um,
3: we just need to see Martin Cow. Sometimes he plays without an identity, and when he's with the Eagles and he's got a few games under his belts, he has a player identity, and he's a role player. He's a great PK guy, great defensively. He can have a scoring touch, too. Like That whole line today was just not working, but it worked so well for the playoffs last year at a significant chunk at the end. So like there is a player inside Martin cow. He just doesn't show up sometimes.
1: One. Well, and, and again, Jared Bednar commented on the fact that we had him up. He said it was about 10 games. I think it was nine, right? It was nine games uh, a couple of seasons ago where Cal got nine consecutive. Um, and he said, look, we liked a lot of things about what he did there. We saw the consistency. We saw the compete. Uh, you know, we saw him driving the net. He scored a couple goals. And he said like when we sent him down, we were really excited about, you know, his future. And then we just haven't, he, he hasn't brought that. And he said he comes really highly recommended at from at the AHL level and he gets the NHL. And when we all talk, it's all, what happened to all the stuff that he did so well, uh, with the Eagles. So, yeah, I just I just wanted to get your input on that real quick, Megan. I'm sorry to interrupt. You. I know you're about to start talking about standouts, but um, just yeah, being the other the other one that that heard it live, you know, as we were all kind of dispersing to get pulled together for the afternoon. Um, I just wanted to get your take on it because that was one of the weirder uh, interviews that I've that I've done in the last couple of years for sure.
3: From the main group, the standouts um, were that almost the entirety of that second line. Uh, it felt like that third line was still finding themselves. And I'm, it's just like, this was the problem that Newhook had last year with this line. It's just all three of these people together are not going to make one another much better. I don't think that they're going to look badly. I'm talking about the Comfort line specifically. Um, for the
2: record, that's Myers Comfort and Logan O'Connor for yep. those who don't know.
3: And, each of those players, I, I feel like they need someone on their line to make them better because they're not going to do it for one another. And I think that was a fear of seeing that just in day one, right? It's so premature. It, that's a concern.
0: Yeah. So really early in the day, Myers hit Logan O'Connor on the back door on a really nice play that was like, oh, that was good. Let's see more of that. And then the rest of the day, that line kind of just disappeared just was one of the lines doing the drills, and nothing really stood out. So, man,
2: I, I will also say that fourth line: uh, Cogliano, Sedlak, and Bleed. Yeah,
3: yeah. I have concerns about Bleed in the shape that he's in.
2: I, I, I mentioned to Megan while we were sitting there. Andrew Cogliano has an eighty-two game free free pass for me. I don't give a shit what he does during the regular season. Yep, You got that guy to be an absolute warrior for you in the postseason. I don't care. Yeah, But the Sedlak and Bleed?
0: They got work to do.
2: <laughs> dude. Bleed more so than Sedlak where I was like, what is this?
0: <laughs> right.
2: Like that's, I, I don't like to, to really ding guys for bad camp days because too much will get made of it. Because I'll say, oh, Anton Bleed was awful today. And people will be like, AJ said Anton Bleed was bad in camp, and therefore he had a bad camp. And it's like one day, right? Yeah. And I don't want that to overshadow anything that he may do in a game setting or a preseason or whatever. But the first day of training camp today was a little bit of a skills showcase as well as conditioning. Yeah. And if that's the case, man, you did not see it from Anton Bleed. Yeah.
3: Oh, he looked gassed, too, at the end. Before conditioning even started, he was taking knees and, and looked a little out of breath. I'm willing Just to the altitude.
0: Yeah, Sorry. I'm willing to give a little bit of a pass because of the altitude, and it happens a lot where people come into this organization. And make no mistake, the Avs go hard as far as conditioning is concerned in training camp. They Their standards really... are very high. Yeah. So, So that I can understand, but yeah... Uh, there it doesn't look like there's a ton there when it comes to nhl skill level
1: does that does that concern you guys uh like i tweeted out that picture of oscar alhausen and and uh mikhail maltsev i mean like literally on all fours and they weren't quite done with the bag skate does that bother you at all do you guys make note of that like i, I just I, i'd love to know because there is part of me that when you see the guys like collapsed on the ground it's like Get up like cow
2: bothered me today because one he's done this several times this exact program uh and and then he left early which was really the icing on the cake where you were like he hit the last suicide that they do he doesn't finish it
1: yeah he pulls finish.
2: up short at the at the face-off circle heads for the bench sits on the bench looks like he is absolutely just like spent looks like me walking up a pair of stairs man like it's it was ridiculous looks like he's done and then he leaves the ice and you're like buddy yeah this is not the look that you wanted but all the rest of that like how many players were out there on a knee on all fours like the majority lot, of them yeah. eventually got there yeah because they run them hard into the ground they they this and this is this goes back to the culture conversation that I know we're going to continue throughout the preseason that I talked to Alex Newhook about today. There's a culture here. There's a system of accountability. There is There's an expectation that this you better goddamn be in the best shape of your life when you get yeah. here and not just have it be platitudes. You better be in the best shape. You better be raising the bar for yourself every single day because this organization expects the very best out of everybody at every turn. And it is constantly pushing guys. And as Rudo mentioned, you see new guys into the organization like a bleed who's not been here for for several weeks training with the team, whatever. Um, you'll see new guys come in and just not and, and get a little shell shocked early in camp like that. It does happen. Uh, but the abs the abs are serious about their conditioning. And there's a reason for that you know the the whole you know you go and watch miracle the whole legs feed the wolf right yeah. like look how the avs won their stanley cup yeah they won it by hounding teams by never stopping by by just being relentless and that starts with conditioning that starts it's it's an attitude it's an it's a mindset and it starts with how seriously you take conditioning and the beginning of training camp always separates those who are ready from those who are not well uh, so i will say the, the the guys hands on the you know on all fours and all that it's natural those guys are doing suicides up and down the ice and up and down mm, and up and down and up and down at the end <laughs> yeah and you're i totally get it for me i'm like good now they know what they're in for welcome to being a member of the colorado avalanche
0: yeah well they say look good feel good play good so if you want to look good on the golf course pins and aces the new golf apparel merchandiser of DNVR. You can go over there and get all sorts of amazing gear, obviously hats, shirts, the like, but they also have golf bags and even have beer sleeves that you can put in your golf bag. So you can get seven beers all hooked up in your golf bag, bring them onto the course with you. Make life super easy. Highly recommend you check these guys out. If you haven't yet, they're a family owned golf apparel business based in Colorado. So you're buying a local with these guys Be sure to go check them out today at pinsandaces.com and you use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com. The money you save there, you can put it over into DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up with a new account there too, and you get to bet $5 on any NFL team to win to get $200 in free bets. So if you got a good read there, go on over to DraftKings, get the money in there, get the $200 I saw chat talking about it earlier. They're convinced McKinnon's going to win the heart. He's plus a thousand right now.
2: Is there a, is it? Do you know if there's a, a prop bet for him to score over a hundred points?
0: I haven't seen one, but I I'd have to go check. I'm sure there'll be a pool, if not a bet, they'll, on their pool side. They'll have a have something there to you can win a good chunk of change. But
2: all I know is if you have a uh, if if you have a top five pick in your fantasy hockey league
0: this year, <laughs> take him. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. Feeling yeah. pretty good about it. Head on over to DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. To DraftKings.com sportsbook for detail. And, of course, you have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Before we really get into the nitty-gritty here, McKinnon, Rantanen, Kale McCarr. I, I know they're probably going like 70 80%. Oh,
2: okay. I thought you were about to give us the world's worst version of fuck mary kill and I was like I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, I could do it. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> uh
1: well, I want to I want to I want to start with kale cuz I actually want to just build a little bit on uh, what AJ was saying there again, just coming back to the culture cuz kale actually brought it up to me about how I, it was really just me asking like the first day camp, you know, being back out there with the guys, how was it? And he mentioned, uh, you know, today's about setting a tone and making sure that that guys show up ready and that guys show up skating. And I just, I asked him, I was like, dude, hearing you, you know, I said it more professionally than this, like, you know, hearing you bring this up, like how much does that playing to the culture that you on day one, like you came in and and he just said it. So matter of fact, like, Oh yeah, you, that's what today is about. You set the tone for the season. You come in ready, you come in ready to skate and that's what you do. And like, it was just so like, not, Oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, yeah. The first day of camp's always tough. It was Nope. This is, this is what it's supposed to be. And, And it is just, it's just crazy. Um, Crazy how, how the much... bar
2: has changed.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's cr- crazy
2: man.
0: I will um, say, it, it was yeah. nice getting to watch those guys. It's been almost three months, and even Kale, at you know eighty percent whatever, within the first minute of camp, steps onto the ice and and lasers a pass to somebody, and it's like, oh, I kind of forgot what that looked like. This is Gee. fun. <laughs> The puck up the wall, and I was like, Cut him,
2: <laughs> get rid of him. And you know who made you know who ended up bailing him out
0: top humans, yeah. Which we can get into that conversation too. The groups today was group one, which is all of the starters, and group two was everybody else,
3: the Colorado Eagles, yeah. yeah. Basically, it
0: yeah. was. Well, and, and
2: they didn't have uh, – you could tell that they were different days. They didn't have the same drills. They didn't have the same work. Yep. Uh, the Avs group was much more like a practice. They got out there, high intensity, high speed, uh, not a lot of talking, not a lot of teaching, not a lot of X's and O's, not a lot of whiteboard work. Uh, get out there, skate around really, really fast, do a bunch of cool shit, make everybody get really excited – do some conditioning at the end and let's get out of dodge. The second group was lots of systems, lots of X's and O's, lots of teaching moments, lots of whiteboard, lots of development, lots of this is the way that we want to play. This is why we want to play this way. This is what we're trying to do. This is our goal. This is our focus. This is why we do things the way that we do. Lots of individual teaching. The the end of the, At the end of the first session, they all broke down into fuck around free for all which is how they do it at the end of practice where guys could get to work on whatever they want to work on, did not happen for the second session. Those guys worked up until it was conditioning time. And then it was suicides up and down. That's it. That's all it was. It was not, nope, no cute string. No, let's all do, let's all skate in the lap as a group. None of the, none of that stuff. It was, it was hard, hard conditioning work. And just the two tones of the of the sessions. NHL team coming off the of Stanley Cup, very different pace, very different attitude, very different approach, teaching the young kids who we want how to be, how to be an avalanche, basically.
1: Um, I think it's funny that you pointed out that it felt more like a practice because Jared Bednar literally said, I wanted the first group, we wanted it to feel like an intense practice. Like we're just kind of picking up where we left right. off.
2: In, anybody that's ever that, that's watched a lot of avalanche practices over the years could tell you that that's what that looked like that that's and, all that and was
1: he, he said like and again like this will tie into uh uh nate but he said we wanted our guys to feel like hey we're we're just jumping right back into where we were get that intensity up and then you know he mentioned obviously you have to settle in um yeah. you know this is a long season but He's like, I didn't want to burn guys out, but we wanted it to feel intense. We wanted it to feel high energy. And, and again, this brings me to Nate McKinnon. AJ, you and I remarked in that, in that little video that we did there in between sessions that it like Nathan McKinnon today looked like game six, Nathan McKinnon, like that level of intensity, that yeah. level of pace. He, I mean, he made this cross scene pass to Sam Girard. I, I mean, on the tape for a one-timer, into a wide open net because nobody saw the pass coming.
2: Yeah, backhand,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Three sixty backhand, no look. I mean, on the tape, like in Sam Gerard's wheelhouse for a one timer, um, and it just tapes busy- literally
2: looked at his stick and was 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 jokingly looking for the hole in his stick, <laughs> yeah, because he was like, "How the fuck did that puck get through me?"
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It was it was was just on a different level. Like he on the three on two drills, he was like, What if I just skate through everyone on the ice right now? What if I just do that?
2: It was it was interesting because all of Colorado's defenders, all their top defenders were in the first group. Yeah. And McKinnon is dancing them. And you're like, Is Colorado's defense overrated or is Nathan McKinnon seriously about to turn into Thanos? Like what
0: which one of these is that's, true? I mean, that's the other bet we gotta get going is how many days does do we make it until McKinnon blows up at somebody?
3: He was barking. <laughs> I was barking and with every stride, dollar bills were coming out of his skates. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he might have a he might have a little too much dog in
1: him. I
3: remember lucky and he was saying, Arturi!
1: Yeah. It's that second G. A little bit too much, maybe. Yeah. That's
0: like funny. Yeah. I don't know. All that money is going to buy rockets to strap to his skates and he'll be even he faster. Yeah, right? yeah.
2: I've always said he, he reminds me of a, of a rocket powered golden retriever.
0: <laughs> so. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I forgot about the chickpea pasta. Uh, uh, okay. So, definitely a fun day from the big names. It, Honestly, I, didn't, I didn't notice Miko at all. He, he had a couple nice bombs, like, but it was mostly Miko, just with the McKinnon show.
2: Arturi, whatever. They're they're riding shotgun to a dude, to, to the
0: destroyer of worlds. <laughs> uh, moving uh, to, we can go wherever you guys want, but I imagine our group two conversation is going to be fairly short in that Olausen, Maltsev, and Hudan unit was great, and everything else was certainly more eagles targeted
2: uh, i really liked ranta bowers and smallman uh, i thought that that line uh in that second group really stood out on a consistent basis i liked how hard they worked i liked that they were effective thought that they were rock solid
3: i personally didn't get to see ranta and bowers play alongside each other because they were often playing in for one another so getting to see how they work together it actually made a lot of sense that they lend to each other's game what the other could probably benefit from. Like, I think Bowers skating is is so excellent and can get him to difficult areas, and Ranta is really dogged on the puck. And together, I think it just was like, we talked about finishing the rookie tournament, and it's still kind of true for Ranta, but also Bowers and Smallman together, that that's like one thing that they could button up. But I really like the way that they complemented each other.
0: Yeah. It's funny because it makes perfect sense, right? Bowers has always been a guy who was like, "Yeah, the NHL is going to be a defensive center or wing for you," and Ranta is not that. Yeah. So they really do complement each other very, very well. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Like
3: and play center too. Finally, yeah. get him off that yeah. wing. Like, wow, this actually is probably a better fit for you than what I've seen when you're on wing.
2: I've always liked
0: him more as a center than a wing, but it, it, certainly on his own half of the ice, sometimes it can get a little weird and in, in the offensive zone, right? Cause he does like to get pretty deep in the zone and play off the puck a decent amount. Yeah. But I, I agree. I think he's better at center.
1: Um, Look, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, Jared Bednar said that they're going to be mixing up the groups, uh... I want to see some of these guys again, like the Martin Coutts, the Shane Bowers. Like, I want to see them with the main group. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can stand out amongst your peers, which if you're going to take the next step, you need to, right? How many times have we talked about that? You need to shine at one level before you go to the next. So, yeah, that's true. But for some of these guys who we feel like are coming up onto their last chance and (laughs) we're essentially all but confirmed Martin Coutts is on his last chance, uh, I I want to see cool, what impacts are you making with these top players? Can you keep up? Are you noticeable? Are you, are you out there not making mistakes? Like, I, I just, I want to see them get ramped up a bit because this is going to sound, you know, a little weird, but like, I, I'm just, I'm so over getting hyped on these same dudes five years in a row at, at training camp and, and they just don't seem to take that next step. Like, I want to see them have an impact oh, in, in, that, in that main group. More
2: than anything, it's just a good reminder of what training camp is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like you can really like what you see at training camp, but these aren't games. Game situations are always going to be significantly more telling. It doesn't really matter how how good or bad a guy is at camp if he goes out and he plays the games in a certain way. You know, camp camp is basically glorified skills competition practice session, right? Like it's yeah. uh it's it's an opportunity for you to more than anything show the coaches well, like good work habits and that you put the work in that you're committed to this and that but really
0: you've got to be able to play the game that I think Olauson today is a great example of that for the record I thought Olauson looked really really good today but it's a training camp day where he's up against a bunch of non-NHL level defensemen and there is no physicality yeah
3: I watched him full over Bokaj, just standing there. He didn't even do anything. He didn't have any contact, and Bokaj just went down. It was the weirdest thing for Bokaj, probably, not Olauson. But
1: it's that, I uh... think special
3: attention to the coaching aspect of it, too, like which guys are getting one-on-one guidance. And it was guys like Sampo Ranta and Olauson that are getting that feedback, which I, I think is so important. Bednar said that Malt said was another standout, too. Um, so it's important to look at those things. Like, hopefully, when we see these groups get – a little bit mixed up that some of that top line especially is getting some looks there. I'd like to see. I want
2: top line to replace what was the fourth line in the first group today. Swap 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 Uh, swap Uh, those two uh, positions. Yep. Because that puts Maltsev, uh, uh, that puts Maltsev, Olsen, and uh, Houdan. He's a cool guy. Right into... Uh, right right into the mix with the with that with that group where you can really see what they look like and against the NHL defense too. Uh
0: yeah, that's I, I, for me, I, I like really those want guys to see up. them against proper NHL guys. Yeah, because they looked great today. And it's like that's that
2: could be their top line with the Eagles, and you would be fine with that. Yep. Hell, I would love that because it means that they're giving again kids chances.
3: I would love it too. I would be surprised, but that's something I'd love to be surprised by, to see Olauson get a look on the first line of the Eagles because I did uh, guess it.
1: I was, I was talking to um, uh, to Peter Baugh uh, from The Athletic today, and we were talking about Olauson, and, and I was making the joke that, and I think we've talked about it here, like he, he's, he's an elite shooter, and if you have to pick one thing to be elite at, to like try to get by in the NHL it's shooting and skating if you can be elite at those cool we can get the other stuff to catch up um and yeah you know I'm with you Ruto like Olauson I really liked his training camp last year within the context of what it was his first training camp 18 year old kid um and today it looks like he's after today it looks like he's poised to build on that um which is just, that's that's great. That's what you want to see. Part of the reason why the Martin Kaut thing is so disappointing is because he's a first-round pick. It's the same thing with Olauson. You know, there's a lot of these guys out there that it's fun to dream on. You think, you know, we like the upside. We think maybe they have a shot. You're talking about first-round picks. You, you don't want to miss on those, especially the situation the abs are in. Uh, you know, going forward, you need some of those cheaper guys coming up through the lineup. This is the time that we've always talked about, right, trying to balance that uh you know focusing on the future trying to win now well they did the winning and now you are into that that realm where you do have to be really savvy with the money and having people come up through um and so yeah so seeing a um seemingly looks like he's poised to take another step is is encouraging i also we're gonna get to goalies i'm assuming here in this last segment but there's a that comment that came in asking about it was missing a word um (laughs) And it, uh, none of us yet, are going to touch any goalies.
3: <laughs> none of us are touching any goalies. We may, touch,
1: we may touch. I may touch on the topic of goaltending from today. <laughs> 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 uh, that's that's an incredible. That's an incredible graphic. Whoever came up with that? Uh, but no, yeah, not. Guy I has any. too much time on his hands. <laughs> oh, damn, we oh, just add it,
3: it to it. <laughs> I yeah, like I'll this say.
2: one better. <laughs> Y'all thought Slenderman be scary.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just Megan in
2: full pads out <laughs> in the woods.
1: Well, that's some Shia
0: LaBeouf level stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, Actually, really quick. <laughs> we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. Friday afternoon club. Tomorrow at uh, the Breckenridge Farmhouse at 3 o'clock. Come hang out. Come have a good night good time. Have some Breck Brews with us. It's gonna be fun. Trust me. Uh, other than that, they have, you know, great beer, great stuff. You can come to the DNVR bar, get it there. Check out Breckbrew.com for all their merch. You can get tickets to the Hoot Nanny. All good stuff. Also brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family dentist in the Denver metro area. When you get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam from them, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush just for taking care of your teeth. So check out Green Mountain Dental Group today. They do a great job of making sure you're always up to date with all of your dental work that you need. Damn, I gotta call them. <laughs> I actually, actually have to call. Do You have to
3: leave to go to the dentist, and I'm not no. even kidding. There you go. I have an appointment at three, so I'm going to hop off, but I will be writing a little bit about Camp 2, some of the interviews, a notebook overview, so that will be out later.
0: There you go. We got you covered wall-to-wall on training camp coverage so far. So keep an eye on that. I'm going to be honest on the goaltenders. Uh, It's impossible for me to take anything away from a training camp day for a goaltender. This is the worst environment to try and judge a goalie. (laughs) Hey, let's give you Don't. a bunch of two-on-O's that you have yeah. to try and stop, and let's yeah. see what happens.
2: Yeah, let's see. How do you feel about a goalie constantly under siege and odd-man rushes? Great.
0: The The one thing I will say that I thought was interesting with the goaltenders is at the end of the first session in which Zigolov was taking part in, uh, he went in. over and talked directly to both of the the main abs goaltenders not just the coaching staff but he was talking to the goaltenders and getting advice and conver- conversing with them about i don't know what exactly but like uh Georgiev got down and like slid across and was talking to him and pointing things out so i did find that interesting
1: That's... Jesse what
0: did Georgiev have to say
1: um not much uh, he did not
2: he's... seem interested in talking
1: not super interested. Um, I also felt bad. I had to apologize to kale too. Cause like, this is our first time back in the room. Some guys like to talk just as soon as they get to their stall, get it done and over with whatever. And then they'll get undressed. Uh, some guys like to get some equipment off. And so like, I felt bad cause I did it to both Georgiev and then kale immediately after, like I went to them and they were like, ah, just give me a second. Um, but yeah, so no, Georgiev definitely seemed, I felt bad. I, 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 think I kind of messed up his routine a little bit. And then once a couple of people saw that I was over there, everybody came over there. So suddenly he was surrounded by media. So not a ton to say, but, um, he brought up UC Parkla today was the first day getting to meet with uh, him and really chat with him. Um, so I just asked him, you know, kind of what were your first impressions? And he said he had a lot of good things for me to work on. Um, which that is what I watch for with goalies in training camp. Cause you guys are hundred percent, right. In the same way that training camp drills are designed for players like Galchenyuk and Oscar Olauson, really high-end skill guys, to succeed, they are equally as set up for goaltenders to fail.
2: (laughs) Um, You know know what's happening every time that we get excited about a sick snipe from a dude, right?
1: (laughs) A goalie's getting beat. Yeah, goalie (laughs) gave up a goal. Um, So, you know, that's what I look for. What kind of work is he doing uh, with UC Parkla? Is there anything that he's that we are starting to see day one. They're trying to get to work out of his game or work into his game. Uh, And the one thing that just stuck, stuck, holy smokes, stuck out to me um, was the lateral movement. Um, Georgiev in between like every drill uh, looked like he was working on dropping to one knee, sliding across, getting up and, and squaring to a shooter sliding back the other way getting up square to the shooter um and it just made me i took note of it because aj that was something you and i talked about last year with that was something uc parkla was harping on with darcy kemper um
2: kemper was and getting frustrated too
1: frustrated uh, just moving laterally the right way uh so no he didn't have a ton to say um but he I, I liked the acknowledgement of he has a bunch of stuff for me to work on like to me that's a good thing um yeah that should that be the takeaway UC,
2: after the first day.
1: Yeah, that that UC Parkla is saying yeah, you've got some good tools but there's a lot we can improve on. You know, they're not just hoping that he's going to find some magic. It's no, we can we think we can make you a better goaltender. Um,
2: this is this is the hard work that produces the quality yeah, goaltender right. that they have bought for the next 3 years. I mean, they yeah. they gave up draft picks and then gave him a 3-year deal. They've committed, they've committed to this guy as, as one of their goaltenders here. They, they, this is where the work begins. This is where they really are allowed to start molding him into uh, the goaltender that they believe that they can get. So
1: Yeah. No, so I, I thought that was good uh, for him. I wanted to talk to Frankie today, but he, uh, he got out of there pretty quick. Uh, Immediately. I'm chat with him, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we heard yesterday uh, from a couple of the guys – Frankie's got a great attitude. Jared Bednar made the comment yesterday at media day that, uh, the starting goaltender position is going to be something that he used the phrase up for grabs. Uh, and he said, you know, or, or at least a, competi- a healthy competition. Um, look, every guy that talked yesterday made a point to say, we love Frankie. We love playing in front of Frankie and for him. Um, I think Alexander Georgiev is the number one. I think that's his title, but um, I, I also wouldn't be surprised at all if they're in Pablo Franzosoz. You're saying, we want to see you take it. Like, we want to see you push for that job.
2: Um, what you're saying is, if you have a top five pick in your fantasy league, maybe <laughs> don't use it on Georgiev.
1: Yeah, maybe <laughs> wait on Georgiev for a while. There um, might be
2: a few other abs that you can get before that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, no, so it, it's, it, it seemed, it seemed like it was a good first day for Georgiev, given the circumstances of training camp. Uh, like you said, AJ, it, it, this is the, this is the work and it seemed like he was excited to get started on it.
2: Yeah. In terms of like, how did these guys look? Come on. Well, we will have what preseason games to talk about that stuff because yeah, I've gone in, I've gone into training camps and been like, this guy looked awful.
0: And it hasn't mattered.
2: <laughs> and it, yeah. And wow, look at this guy go. You know, Roman Will was incredible one year <laughs> in a uh, in a training camp. He was also brutally bad in another training camp. Not, none of that, none of that particularly meaningful.
1: Yeah. Just it's... another real quick um, aside on Georgiev. Uh, we all knew that he played uh, some pro hockey in Finland and that he knew Miko. Uh, but as it turns out, he's actually... He knows uh, Sampo Ranta pretty well. Uh, he knows Arturi Lekanen, and he also knows uh, Eustace Annen, uh just from the time that he spent in Finland. Perfect. Um, can he give us places to eat in Finland? Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Can maybe. he give us word of the day? <laughs> yeah, can you start now? Um, Eustace was another one that we did talk to. His English isn't great, so he's, he's hard to, like, you know – pull a lot of info out of
2: can only go so far
1: right right um but you know he said he's he, he has a goal of this year of playing an extended amount with the Avs. um and i like chuggled to myself i was like homie if that happens something has gone horrifically wrong um and then but but you know he said i know if that doesn't happen i just want to prove that i'm getting better um and Again, just a lot of kind of generic answers. I'm trying to focus on myself, and I just want to improve. Um, to me, you still have another year or two of really hard grinding work for you, yeah. um before yeah. you're into that realm of this is a guy that can push. Being uh, a genuine
2: backup, year. yeah, yeah, right. a full-time uh, NHLer for sure. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. got time.
1: And, and, and again, like I, I'm just, I'm at the point where I default to the organization. Like I default that they know more than me. They really like him. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, cool. As long as I still see him improving, you can sell me on him having NHL upside. Um, and, and it looks like that's what he set out to do. So cool. You know, if he keeps working away uh, great, everyone wins, but uh, yeah, really temper expectations for, uh, use of in for this year,
2: yeah. I mean, be excited about what he might be able to do with the Eagles, but at the for for an N from an NHL standpoint, uh,
0: yep, you know, yeah, it it is what it is. That's the reality of prospect development. Um, any okay. other, well,
2: did you guys see this thing about tomorrow?
0: Uh-oh. What, which thing?
3: Hmm.
1: Like, I'm refreshing my email. Yeah, no. this
0: is on Slack. Like...
1: Yeah, go to Slack. Oh. Uh Are you talking about Ali's tweet? No.
2: I mean I don't know. I haven't seen it. Anyway. Oh,
0: okay. Um, Super cryptic. Thanks.
2: Basic basically we're uh we're allowed to hint that people should come hang oh, out. Oh yeah, the Friday
1: or... afternoon club, yeah. 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 You should be no. there. That was Ali's tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you know, there's exciting things, and you're not going to want to miss it. So just trust us and come down to the farmhouse.
1: Yeah, have we ever led you astray? Has Allie Monroy ever led you astray? I'll answer it for you right now. No, she hasn't. So you don't want to miss it, per Allie.
0: Yep. I, I That's all I got, unless you guys got anyone else that stood out today that you really wanted to touch on. Nope. nope. Nope,
1: he right. really
2: stood out, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, thanks, AJ. Yeah. So, uh, tons it was content. so cool
2: to be in the room again, man. Like I just, I just, I just want to say, it was so cool to be, it was so cool to be in in an open locker room with players to talk to. You get to you get to chat with dudes, and I will say how different it is that casually we're standing there and like Bowen Byram walks in and sits down and nobody goes to talk to him mm-hmm. because McKinnon and Georgiev and Makar and Rodriguez, like people are already talking to people, you know, Arturi Lekinen, the guy, the guy scored four game winning goals, including the goals that sent them to the cup final and the cup clinching goal. <laughs> and he sat for 10 minutes unbothered in his locker. Because the abs are so (sighs) star-studded that it's like Arturi Lekkonen is just a guy like a five-year – like fresh off a five-year contract extension. Extension. Like (laughs) Like, it's 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 so crazy that we have so – all of a sudden it's like we have so many guys to talk to and we have so many stories to write. We have so much to do. I actually – today I'm just like I, I like we have more audio than we know what to do with after mm-hmm. today already
0: yep yeah. yeah. well yeah. It, that's why we have four written pieces in the works at the moment yeah. that are coming later today also so. Chad thinks we should go to Finland what do you guys think should we go to Finland yeah that'd be cool oh, I
1: absolutely think we should
0: all right
2: you talk us into it, chat we'll go to Finland
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> well AJ, you know because because I, I had the I had this really funny thought in the locker room with like you said like just the way that everyone was kind of shaking out I was like damn, this year's going to be crazy. We're going to get, like, one-on-one exclusives with some of, like, the brightest stars in the NHL mm. simply because they're, like, the fifth brightest star on mm. this roster. And, like, yeah, but, they're, yeah, they're top 20 NHL players, but they're old news in this locker room, and it's, like, cool. Uh, no, I will say, so, yeah, we, we've got some fun stuff going on tomorrow. Uh, like we were just saying, down at the farmhouse, we've got training camp. Part of the reason I will not be at all of training camp, I will be at some of it in the very early morning. Um, I was actually asked to go uh, represent local sports creators and more specifically DNVR, just being part of the community down at Denver Startup Week. Uh, So I will be on a panel at noon. So if you are planning on being down at Denver Startup Week, uh, come down and show some love. Like our our panel is all about uh, local and and how all these industries are changing and growing. through local roots and, and, and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to being able to talk up, uh, you know, what, what we do here at DNBR and why it's so important to the, uh, you know, to the, the media scene and, and the way that things are changing in, uh, today's landscape. So if you were already planning on being down at, uh, Denver startup week, uh, I think it's going on most of this weekend, but yeah, the panel I'll be on is tomorrow at noon. Um, so yeah, I'd love to, to see some, uh, DNBR fam down there, uh, showing some love, but, uh, we got all kinds of fun stuff going on tomorrow. So it, uh, it should all be great.
2: Seriously. Right. I hope we see you guys down at the farmhouse tomorrow because yeah. it could be a pretty cool thing for all of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also uh, I really hope more people uh, show up for training camp. It was a yeah. Thursday. So it was a light crowd today. Take it with a grain of salt on the weekday, but one of my favorite things of training camps of the past was uh, like, I mean, you'd be like five people deep down on the, on the glass. Every yeah. They don't let that
2: season. happen anymore, man. Yeah. No,
1: definitely not. Um, But you know, you just it, point being, it was always packed standing room only. Um, And I, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get that tomorrow and and Saturday specifically, just because that is always kind of like the fun first little, uh, like, you know, mass congregation of the season, uh, and it's it's always fun to...
2: Honestly, anybody to that comes down, like, uh, if you're there for Saturday, there should be a thing. Avs fans should be giving these guys a standing O when they come out. They just mm-hmm. won you a Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. just yeah. training camp, they're going on the title defense. One last one last nod to the history that they produced for this today. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I expect it will get there tomorrow and Saturday as we get into the weekend. Um, but that was, that was a little bit of a bummer today. Uh, just a little bit thinner than what you normally expect.
2: Yeah, Thursday, I mean, Thursday uh, Thursday morning, Thursday midday, uh, <laughs> not great weather, Yeah, cold and rainy, man. It was just a good good hockey day, but bad combination to get people excited to be like, yeah. I'll go watch some hockey practice.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: All right, well, there you go. My camera says time is up. So let's get out of here. We're going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate see all you tomorrow y'all. Kira. Yeah. We'll be there tomorrow. At least AJ, myself and, and Megan. So come say hi. If you're going to training camp, Evan uh, will other be than, with us. Yeah. There you go. Other than that, we are out of here and hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.